It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by True Car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill. Plus, take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed and together we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Chase your dreams across the sky how we started our podcast and how we record our podcast the answer is so so simple anchor it's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone tablet or computer anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcast you can make money from your podcast no matter if you have one listener or a thousand listeners downloads everything I mean, it's so simple. If you're creating something, get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Welcome to the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. This is Tommy, at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter. I'm flying solo today because it's my interview of the week. And joining me is the king of VIP, face-to-face world heavyweight champion, trainer at Good Brothers Dojo, is Fry Daddy. He's at FryDaddy5 on Instagram, FryDaddy15 on Twitter, and FryDaddy on Facebook. He's going to tell us about becoming a professional wrestling fan, the story behind what made him become a professional wrestler, training at Good Brothers Dojo, and a day at 205 Live. Now, if you don't have a Twitter, that means you don't follow us. And I broke the news today on Twitter that now we are partnered with Powerslam.tv. Powerslam.tv has 4,000 plus hours of wrestling content from over 110 different promotions throughout the world. And using coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps. You get your first month. That's 30 days absolutely free. 
Now, before you do that, sit back with me and Fried Eddie for the interview of the week. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. All right, joining me this week, the interview of the week. He is one of the trainers at Good Brothers Dojo in Georgia. He is at Friday 5 on Instagram, at Friday 15 on Twitter, and Friday on Facebook. Joining me this week, the interview of the week, is the king of VIP, Friday. What's up? What's up? What's up? How you doing? How you doing? Thank you for having me on today. Doing great, man. Doing great. Just finished pumping iron in the LA Fitness. Got to get the pumps in. Got to get the pumps in. Got to get your swole on. You know it. (laughs) So, as as I told you in the pre-interview interview, the first question that our fans always want to know is how did you get into wrestling as a fan? How I got into wrestling as a fan, I was, I want to say about 14, maybe, I think I was 13, and uh, my grandfather was watching wrestling. I really wasn't a, I really wasn't into it like that, but I liked the characters. So I always told my, you know, my grandfather, I was like, why are you watching this fake stuff? And he was like, well, since it's fake, why don't you go in your room and don't, you ain't got to watch this fake stuff. So I got up and I left. Because I was like, hey, why you, why you, why you treat me this way? Just because I said it was fake. But the first promo I heard was Stone Cold, and I heard him, and I, I heard him cussing, and I, you know, at that time, you know, cussing was a big thing. So I came back in the living room, and I was like, you know, I sat down, and I was watching with my grandfather. And he was like, oh, I thought you didn't want to watch this fake stuff. I was like, hey, but I like that guy right there. And Stone Cold got me hooked onto wrestling because at that time I was one of those preteen adolescents ready to break the rules, and Stone Cold was one of those guys. And I was like, man, I am a fan of this guy. He got me hooked on to wrestling. So I, I think that's where a lot of us. Because how old are you? I'm 35 right now. Okay, you're 35. I'm 31. I got into it when I was four. And listeners of the podcast know, you know, my background, my story. But it seems like the Attitude Era, and especially with guys like Austin, and like you said in the promos, he's cussing, using the language, flipping the bird, all that good stuff. Shrinking the beer. Drinking the beer. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That's when we all got into it as teens. You know, we were – you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, in the late 90s, that, that's where it was at. Wrestling was, was hot. Yes, it was really hot. Even, like, the NWO, that's what really got me hooked. I was like, I mean, when I was in middle school, we used to have a group. It was a group of my best friends, and we used to call each other the NWO. And we used to always have the T-shirts on, and we used to go around and jump people 
in homerooms. And when people would be in the bathroom, we will jump them in the bathroom just because what they were doing on TV, it was awesome. <laughs> it was an awesome time. Dude, I love that. <laughs> I love that. That is such a great story. <laughs> that, just, that alone is a soundbite. <laughs> Man, it was so cool. It was so cool. So, I mean, other than, like, Stone Cold, uh, who were some of your favorites? Like, who who was your favorite NWO member? Like, who stood favorite, out? Favorite? Oh, man, it was so many of them. It was so many of them. But I was so hooked on Kevin Nash. Because yeah. Kevin Nash had, like, that swagger, that laid-back mentality. But he can really kick your ass in the big – I mean, in the grand scheme of it all. You know, I, I really wasn't a Hogan fan, but I was a Hollywood Hogan fan for yeah. some odd reason. <laughs> yep. And see, I was a huge, I was a huge Hulkamaniac as a kid. I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I still am. But okay, okay. Like when, when he turned, like at first, I remember watching Bash at the Beach '96 when he turned. Right. And I was thinking, man, like I can't believe the Hulkster's doing this right now. But then, as it kind of went on the next couple of weeks, I was like, all right, all right, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> you, you. I was the same way because. I, like I said, I really wasn't a Hulk fan. I was more of a uh, Ric Flair, Sting. I was more of them. I was a fan of those guys. But it was something about that Hollywood Hulk Hogan that had me. I was like, okay, I like this guy, but I don't like the uh, the yellow and red. I don't like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he, he looks like a promo for McDonald's. You know, you know, it's the cool baby face. It's like the Captain America, and I do not like Captain America. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, he's Captain America is honestly one of my least favorite superheroes. Oh man, you're my best friend right now. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like he's frozen in time. Like they unfreeze him, he comes back, and it's like, okay, well, the world's changed, but I'm still the same guy. Yeah, I'm I'm too good for. Oh man, get out of here, man! I don't want to hear all that. <laughs> That's like, why I was I was Team Iron Man all day. Yeah, man, Tony Stark. <laughs> he's got the money. He's got the gadgets. He's he's the Bruce Wayne of Marvel. You know? Oh man, no real superpowers, just money and brain. Exactly. But everybody likes Captain America for some odd reason. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so. So going back to wrestling, and it, and it's hard it's hard to stay on wrestling sometimes, and our fans remind us all the time that we're a wrestling podcast because right, we like right. to talk everything. So, what what made you decide? Hey, I want to do this. Is well, there a moment in time. Yeah, there was. You know, you know how you really need that push off of a ledge, and Absolutely. I I had that push off of a ledge, and it was from my brother, my youngest brother. Me and him had gotten into a heated argument, and hey, uh, can we curse on here? Is this okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay, okay, okay. It's okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure. Yeah, you're good, man. We had gotten a heated argument, and I was watching wrestling at the time, and he was like, "See, you sit on the couch being a fucking low life, watching this, watching wrestling." I and mean, you know, I had a job, but he was like, "You're being a fucking low life, sitting here watching this wrestling. No, you can do it." And know you can cut promos and know you can actually go in the ring and actually do this stuff, but you're scared. You're scared. But, no, you just want to sit on the fucking couch and watch it. Why don't you do something? And I was like, you know, at that time it hit me because I, I started tearing up because I was like, you know, that's what I needed to hear. And my little brother telling me this. Yeah, my little brother. My little brother. And he's like, 
Hell, man, he's the best thing that ever happened to me in wrestling. So once he told me that, that following weekend, I went to a show that one of my uh, good friends, he was promoting. I went to the show, and after the show, I went and talked to him. I went behind the curtain. The first thing he said, he was like, do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, where do I sign up? Let's go. And that was back in 2012, and I haven't stopped since. That's crazy, man. So your brother telling you that, I mean, that that is that push off the ledge moment, like you're saying. But, what, I mean, was there ever a time where you were thinking, man, I just don't know. Yeah. Is, is this it? Is Am I going to make it? Um, no, because it's like when I first started wrestling, the trainer, he even said, he was like, have you done this before? And I was like, no, I I used to do it in the basement, wrestling my brothers and wrestling my (laughs) homeboys. We used to wrestle all the time. So it was like, you know, what you see on TV, you just mimic it. Right. He was like, you know, how how I used to take my bumps and everything. He was like, dude, you look like you've done this before. I was like, no, I've never done it. I've never done it. So it was almost like a natural to me. And it was just like, I can do, you know, it was like nothing that told me to say I cannot stop myself from doing this because I'm going to do it. And the ball was rolling from then, and Fry Daddy was born. (laughs) So, okay, so there, Fry Daddy was born. Where did you come up with the name Fry Daddy? Or who came up with the name Fry Daddy? Bullies. Bullies came up with the name Fry Daddy. Because... When I was growing up in middle school and high school, I was actually an overweight kid. And my shoot last name is Fry. That's my last name. My last name is F-R-Y-E, Fry. So at that time, uh, one of the big things was the Fry Daddy, the cooker. You know, you cook all the fried foods in the cooker, your French fries and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, they used to tell me, oh, you eat all the fried foods out of the Fry Daddy. We're going to call you Fry Daddy. And, they were calling me Friday, and you know, it didn't it didn't affect me like how they thought it would be because I embraced the name. I started putting it on the back of jerseys. I started putting it on the side of my hats. I I was like, I love the name. I'm going by the name. And back on my senior year, if you, if I have a T-shirt, and my name it says my name, and right now next to my name it says Friday, and I've been going by it ever since. I took a negative and turned it into a positive. So, was it coming naturally? I mean, did you play sports in school? Did you, I mean, were you, I mean, even I if even if you were overweight, I mean, you can still be overweight and be an athlete. Oh, yeah, I played basketball and football. Oh, yeah, I was, I was like, all-star in football. I was mediocre in basketball. You know, it was okay. But that football, that's what really, that's what really clicked it for me. And I was always scared to do it until my 11th grade year. I was like, let me see if I can go out here and do this. And I excelled like hell in it. <laughs> I mean, and did you think about, you know, trying to get on at a college, maybe even walk on? or? No, sir. No, sir. College it, it was, was, it was, was already not... wrestling from there, huh? Yeah, it was already wrestling. I, college, it was just like, no, nah, I'm not even going to waste my money going to college right now. Because <laughs> I wouldn't even probably survive uh, freshman year. Hey, not everybody has to go to college to be successful. Exactly, exactly. Look I, at I me, I'm I'm <laughs> one of those parents that, you know, I want my kids to be successful in everything they do. 
and whether it's college or just a, a job or a career, whatever they do, as long as they can take care of their family, that's all that matters. Exactly, exactly. So, okay, moving forward, how did you get involved with, with Good Brothers Dojo? Well, how I got involved with them, um, when it first broke ground, they texted me, and they were like, you know, um, Tyson Dean and Luke Gallows, they texted me. They said, uh, would you like to be a trainer? And at the time, I was like, uh, I don't know about training, guys. I don't know. I don't know. But then I was like, you know, I can be that positive guy to help these students grow in wrestling and, you know, see them go off into wrestling and, you know, watch their careers and everything like that. So I was like, you know what, let me go ahead and let me try this because, you know, going out there doing shows, I was like, let me see if I can train guys. And it took off from there almost two years ago, going on two years ago. And, I mean, do you do you almost prefer training now, or is it all about being in the ring? I like training. I like being in there with the guys because it helps me out too. And we all grow as a team, and that's the main goal in wrestling. You know, when you have a bunch of brothers together and you're all growing together, that is like one of the best things in professional wrestling because that's how wrestling starts. That's like the seed of wrestling. You put that seed in, and all of y'all grow up together, and all of y'all grow up like that bond of brothers. Oh, man, it's so awesome. It's so awesome. And then when we do shows together, to see my students out there performing, man, the first time they put on a show, oh, man, it brought tears to my eyes. It literally brought tears to my eyes. It's like watching your kids grow up. Exactly. Man, I was <laughs> – man, I was – it was four, four, four of the students that we have. They're, they are like awesome. And I took them to the name drop them. Okay, uh, Tyler Rivera, uh, Joshua Wolverton, uh, Christian. No, his name's not Christian. His name is Paul Wolf. That's his shoot name. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Caleb, Caleb Scott. These guys, you're gonna hear about these guys. You're going to hear about these four guys, and I'm telling you, I took them four to the side, and I couldn't hold it back because it was like, man, I can't stop crying because I'm so proud of you guys. Like, how they moved in the ring and how they put on a show, oh, man, it's just, it was like I was like a proud dad. Me and, Luke <laughs> just, me and Luke just looked at each other. He was like, you feel that too? I was like, yeah, man, I feel like a proud dad. I don't even have kids. <laughs> <laughs> And and I mean oh. having a, having a having a good brother like you know Gallows around I mean that's that's got to be beneficial to not only you know the young kids but even I mean you you know I mean he's on he's on WWE TV he's he's been around he was in Japan you know it's it's no surprise where he's been and what he's done. Yes, he is one of the biggest influences in my professional career right now because he's like a great uncle to me or a uncle to me. I look at him and I ask him questions about professional wrestling, like to progress me and to help me with the students when he's not there. And he's so helpful. And I thank him every day I see him. I thank him from the bottom of my heart, you know. And and you and Tyson Dean, you're, you're trainers there together, but, but I mean, you're also, uh, t- you tag together. Oh, yeah, we did everything except uh, other things. 
<laughs> no, I'm just messing with <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no, no. We ain't do that stuff. We ain't going to do that stuff. <laughs> we're good oh, brothers, but we're not that good of a brother. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, uh, man, that is, that is my close dude right there, man. Me and Tyson, we, we damn near started together, man. Over here, at, uh, in, down here at uh, NWA Atlanta. He was maybe two years before me and everything, and me and him has, man, watch him progress and me behind him, man, you better watch out. We're one of the best trainers out here. <laughs> and you're currently the face-to-face wrestling champion. I am the face that puts the face in face-to-face. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about that company. I, I know uh, Heath Slater is uh, is the owner, right? I've been wrestling with them for about a year and a half now, and I started from the bottom. That's what I told the owner. I said, "Dude, you start me from the bottom. I work my way up, and I work my way all the way up to the top. And now I'm the face that puts the face and face to face." The heavyweight champion because that's what I do. <laughs> no, I'm just messing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Teddy Long's involved with that company oh, as well. That is my dude. That's that's Uncle Teddy to me. <laughs> we you know actually, I mean? uh, Levi, my co-host, actually fist bumped Teddy Long, and it it pretty much was one of the things that made his whole weekend. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah. Man. When, so, when I mean, I'm, huh? Go ahead. Does, I mean, does he? Is he really hands-on? I mean, do you go to him for advice ever? Or? He's at all of the shows. He's helping out. He's helping out with the talent, um, helping out with storylines, everything, man. That dude is one of the best guys. And, he, you know, he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to do it. He's a Hall of Famer. You know what I'm saying? He can sit back, home, chill. He doesn't have to do this kind of stuff, taking, taking time out of his day to help us. But he does that, and I appreciate him for that. And he's somebody who's done everything. He he refed, he managed, he was a SmackDown GM. Of course, everybody knows him for that. But, man, he the, some of the stories that I've heard about him through man. different wrestlers, I mean, he's just he is an the awesome best. guy. Awesome. And, man, he will make you laugh. He will have <laughs> you dying laughing. Especially like last Friday, he had me crying, man. Some of the jokes he tells and everything, man. He's like I said, he's Uncle Teddy. <laughs> so, also uh, speaking of face to face, Friday, January twenty fifth, you have a match. You're defending the face to face World Heavyweight Championship against Caleb Conley. Oh man, woo! I got goosebumps when you said that because that's gonna be a tough one. <laughs> That's going to be a tough one, man. I've watched a lot of his work. And, you know, it's going to be a real tough title defense against him because, you know, he is impact. He is X division. You know what I'm saying? And he does a lot of moves. And he, I like how he orchestrates in the ring. I like how his ring work. So I, his work plus my work, you know what that means, magic. It's going to be a good one for sure. I cannot wait. So, I I didn't know if I wanted to bring it up or not. All right. What, what, do you want to bring, what is what is it, man? What is okay? It? Your appearance <laughs> on Two Hundred Five Live. 
Oh, my gosh. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> you knew it was coming. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That that day right there. Oh, man. Run us run run us through how you found out you were gonna be on two hundred five live through that day. Man, that day right there, that was that was one of the best days of my professional career right there. It was like Fry Daddy, you almost fucking made it. <laughs> <laughs> you did exactly what you said you were gonna do. You were gonna walk down that aisle, get in the WWE ring and wrestle in a WWE match. And by golly, I fucking did it. (laughs) Man, it was like we had to try out matches that morning. And throughout everybody's tryout match, we were, me and my homeboy, Damian Bennett, we were the second match. And right after we got done, we went over there to the side and we were watching all the rest rest of the tryout matches. And Damian kept telling me, he was like, bruh, they keep looking at you. They keep looking at you. I said, look, dude, I don't want to hear that right now. Because, you know, you don't want to get yourself overly excited for something that you may not get picked for. Right. So he kept but, you, he, but you have that star look. I mean, like I, I, I plugged all your social media pages. You go to at Friday 5 on Instagram. Dude, I yep. mean, you have the look. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. I, I really appreciate that. And not taking anything away from your in-ring skills, but, man, just looking at your picture. You just look like a star. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that, buddy. I appreciate that. You becoming you, you, you really trying to get some brownie points, aren't you? <laughs> I think that's what you're trying to hey, do. Hey, man, I, I'm just doing my job. <laughs> 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 no, but I mean it sincerely. I, I, like I said, I watched a bunch of your matches today, and I, I mean, I've been in contact with you for almost a year now. It seems like, and yes, sir, yes, sir. Always trying to get something to work out, and we finally did it, but. I mean, so in the tryout, who who's watching on in that tryout before before TV? Brad Armstrong. Brad Armstrong. I think. No, no, not Brad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Scott Armstrong. Scott Armstrong. Because Brad is no longer with us. I'm so no, sorry. he is no longer with us. <laughs> but I'm so sorry. Scott Armstrong. A lot of people know him from his yes. wrestling days. Also a ref and now a producer. So Right. And he was on the outside and he was, you know, timing the matches and they like I said, Damien just kept saying, Hey man, they keep pointing over here at you and I'm like, Look, dude, I don't want to hear that right now. I'm focused on everybody else's matches. That's what I want to watch right now. You know? So after everybody had their matches, I seen a I seen one of the referees, I forgot his name. And um I seen him out the corner of my eye. He kept getting closer. And I was like, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Keep your composure. Keep your composure. So when he came over there, he tapped me on the shoulder. He was like, can you come here with me for a minute? And I was like, I don't mind. Let's go. So I went over there. And um, Brad, yeah, I keep saying Brad. Why I keep saying Brad? <laughs> Scott, <laughs> Scott Armstrong, he was like, hi, I'm Scott Armstrong. I wanted, you know, the head officials and everything. And I was wondering, would you like to have a match with Tony Nese on 205 Live? And I was like, sure. And then I heard somebody in the background, they said, why the fuck would he say no? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it's true, man. I mean, I've I've never had a match in my life. But, you know, if somebody came up to me and said, hey, do you want to wrestle on 205 Live against Tony Nese? I'm like, hell fucking yeah, I'd want to. (laughs) Dude, like. 
everything, my whole, like, teenage years and all that of me watching wrestling and people saying, you can do it, you can do it. Yo, you can get in the ring. You can do this stuff, man. You can actually do it. It was just like it all came to me. And it was like, wow, wow, this is actually happening. So, you know, me and Tony, we talked about our match and everything. And, you know, the one thing that was that was really great about that was one of my favorite wrestlers, Dean Malenko, was the agent. Oh, man. Oh man, I was I I was I was like losing it on the inside, but on the outside I was keeping my composure. So after we talked over the match and everything, I after I got done, I I called Luke, I called uh, Keith, I made sure and you know thank them, you know for you know giving me one of the spots to get on to the show, because you know if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't even ever been on the show. So I always thank the people who helped me out. And that's what I did. And, man, we went out there. We had the match. And it was just like everybody asked me. They said, were you nervous? I was like, no, I wasn't nervous. I was calm. I was cool because this is what I do, you know. It was just like having a regular match but in front of 17,000 people in Nashville. Yeah. And anybody (laughs) listening, if 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 you didn't see the match or or you, you know, or you haven't seen it since then, go back and watch it because he looks he looks cool as a cucumber. I mean, you didn't you didn't look nervous at all. Not at all, man. And like we went through the match, we had the match, and after that, um Charles Robinson, he walked me to the back and I was like, you know, how would I do? How would I do? Cuz I wanted to know how I did. <laughs> he was like, I wait till you get to the back. I wait till you get to the back. Just keep selling. I was like, all right, cool. So once we got to the back, I had Dean Malenko, Billy Kidman, and Scott Armstrong right there clapping their hands. And they were good fucking job. That's what I'm talking about. And I was like, whoa. It was just like a a burst of energy just hit me. I was like, yo, this is, yeah, this is me. Yep, yep, this is me. I know I, I knew I can do this shit. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And my brother knew it. My homeboys knew it. Everybody knew it that I can do it. And I fucking did it, man. And it was just like I, I didn't, I didn't fully soak it in until that weekend because I had to go, to, I had to do, you know, my job and all that kind of stuff. But that that weekend, I finally sat down, and it was just like I just started tearing up because it was just like, wow, it actually happened. Because I watched the match like four or five times, but it didn't hit me. I was like, is that me? Is that me? Is that- <laughs> Was that me wrestling? Is that me? You know, even like people, they were like, "Yo, was that you on the wrestling?" I said, like, "Yes, that was me. I, I think it was me. I know I did it." Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask Regina, "Do you like to compete?" I say, "Bring it on." Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. 
Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. You know, and then it just finally hit me and it just, man, I couldn't stop crying because it was like, it was just, tears of joy because it was like you did it you did it you know you can do it and it's just like bro i'm nothing stopping me now nothing like i'm on my way to training right now <laughs> <laughs> so uh you've got the the title defense against uh caleb conley january 25th that is next friday next friday uh do you have anything going on this weekend any 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 matches going on this weekend Yes, sir. We have the Larry Otto Show in Jackson, Georgia, at the Fun Galaxy Skating Ring. And, um, and what what time what time are doors? Doors open up at six thirty. Bell time is at seven thirty. Is there? Do you do meet and greets before intermission or after? Oh, I'm always out there talking to the fans and everything before the show. <laughs> yeah, because I I thank them for helping me in this. You know, if it wasn't for the fans, there would be no Friday. That's right. They, they uh, helped pay my bills. <laughs> uh, merch? Any merch? Um, Right now, I have to order some new ones. I have to get some new t-shirts and everything. But uh, it will be coming soon. I will be in a merch table near you with some new t-shirts. Stay tuned to all of Friday's social media for that. Yes, sir. Yes, because sir. Because I, I saw the last shirts you had made, and they were awesome. Oh, my little, my little side daddy Decepticon T-shirt. Yeah, man. <laughs> Those are killer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And look at Theory. He is right here right now. We about to get it on. So, before you head out to training, is there anything you would like for your fans to know? Um... Trying to think. Anything for my fans to know. Hey man, I really appreciate every last one of them from the bottom of my heart. Because like I said, if it wasn't for them, there would be no me. And the energy that they give me in that ring is is just un- unbelievable. And I thank every last one of them. And don't ever let anybody stop you from doing anything you want to do. Don't let bullies stop you. Don't let, you know, people that's not successful stop you because you can be successful. You know what I'm saying? And if you want to do it, just go out there and do it, man. Put your mind to it. Jump off the ledge and do it. Fry Daddy did it and look at me. Words of inspiration. From King of VIP, Fry Daddy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, I'm going to let you head out to training. Uh, good luck this weekend. Good luck next weekend in your title defense. And hopefully you, we can have Thank you back on sometime, man. I'd, I'd love to chat with you again. Hey, man, you know, door's always open. The phone is on. So give, a, give me a call, buddy, and maybe <laughs> I can get you in the VIP one day. There you go, man. All right. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Take care, man. You too. Thank you for listening and being a part of the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. 
But I just have one thing to ask you. Have you went to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash hills and quads yet? That's right. We have a Pro Wrestling Tees store, and you should visit it. Because you know you've always wanted some Heels and Quads merch, and you know that your closet is lacking that Heels and Quads swag. So go ahead and go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads, help support the show, and help fix your damn wardrobe. Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.